Well, I trust that you are blessed by our time of worship together. Somehow, in times like these, the lyrics of the song take on a, a fresh meaning. I'm thinking of some of the songs we've been singing today. Give me faith to trust what you say. That you're good and your love is so great. Things like, God, I look to you. I won't be overwhelmed. And I'm sure so many people in so many different parts of the world have been overwhelmed by this pandemic which is taking over the world. And so we have to say, give me wisdom to know just what to do. And of course, trusting the Lord and declaring that he's our way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, lighting the darkness. My God, this is who you are. And you need to keep those words in mind during the season and sing them often, declare them over your life. And so church, this week and next week, I want to speak to you on the topic, faith over fear, faith over over fear. Now, I'm sure that if you've been browsing the net, you're going to uh, see and will see many pastors or believers talking about faith over fear or against fear and pro-faith. It is just a fruit of the time that you're living in. But I would like to share something with you as our church family. South Africa is being shaken again. The world is being shaken. It has been shaken before. It is being shaken again. And I know that some people, maybe some of you that are watching, you feel a little bit afraid. Maybe some of you, a lot, afraid. And why is that? It's because of all the changes, all the uncertainty going around. And so, as a child of God, how do we face this season? Of course, you would say, oh, I'll face it with faith, <laughs> which is the right thing to say, of course, as a Christian. That's what we would normally say. Of course, I'm going to face it with faith. But what does that mean, practically? What does that mean in my day-to-day life? You see, to be able to choose faith over fear, you need to face that fear first, not ignore fear. Don't go around saying, oh, I don't have a fear, not a trace of fear. Uh, I don't know if that is true. What many people do, they try to ignore their fear, push it down. But for you to deal with fear, you need to face that fear and acknowledge that fear is there. Name it, and then you can deal with it. You need to have a biblical perspective on the situation surrounding that fear. And then you need to have a word from the Lord to face and overcome that fear. So, what does the word of God say about all this shaking going on in the world? And by the way, there has been shakings, and there will be more shakings. Let's see what the Word of God says. I'm reading from Hebrews chapter 12, verses 26 to 27 in the New King James uh, Version. It says, Yet once more, I shake not only the earth, but also heaven. Now this yet once more indicates the removal of those things that are being shaken as of things that are made. Did you notice that? The things that are being shaken are the things that are made. That the things which cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which 
cannot be shaken. Did you get that? Our kingdom, the kingdom of God, cannot be shaken. Let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Wow, okay. For our God is a consuming fire. Did you see that? There is a shaking going on. And, and, and throughout the church time, from time to time, there is a shaking. And the Bible does indicate when you read about the scriptures concerning the end times, as we approach the return of Jesus, there will be great shakings, great events happening on the earth. And I believe this is one of them that we are going through right now. And our shaking separates what can be shaken from that which cannot be shaken. Notice what is being shaken in the world. Everything that is man-made. So many things that are precious to us as human beings. Now all of a sudden, these things are collapsing. Now of course, shaking brings fear. We live in this planet. We live with all these things that are being shaken. And so... When these shakings happen, whether there are sickness, disease, financial loss, death of a loved one, disappointment in life, natural disasters, all these things, they do cause fear in us. But now you cannot deal with fear by pretending it does not exist. You need to acknowledge. You need to name it. And once you face it, once you name it and face it, then you can deal with it. Why are you afraid? What are you afraid of? Is your fear based on facts or on suppositions, on rumors? Now listen, we all have fears. There is a kind of fear that is good for you, that makes you cautious. A fear of hurting yourself, a fear of hurting others is a good kind of fear. Amen? As long as that fear does not control you. As long as you are not being controlled by that fear, but using that fear to exercise our good judgment and avoid things that could harm us or others. A, a parent fears for the safety of their child and they'll do anything in their power to keep that child safe. That's a good kind of fear. It's based on love. It's based on wanting to protect. And God has that kind of care for us as well. Now, when there is an accident and there's a fear that someone might be injured or, or suffering, people kind of do anything to get there. They become fearless because of their fear that someone probably will die if they don't get removed from that accident. So you see, there is a fear that mobilizes you. But then there is a fear that paralyzes you. A fear that holds you hostage. A fear that takes your peace away. If that is the fear that you are facing now, then you have to fight that fear with faith. Fear paralyzes, but faith mobilizes. And we want to be mobilized by faith, not paralyzed by fear in times like this. You face fear how? With faith. Faith is the confidence that God and His Word can be trusted. As followers of Christ, we don't respond to the events of life as the world does. 
we have a biblical response. Our minds are being renewed by the word of God. And so we see the world from a biblical point of view, a biblical worldview, a biblical panorama. And so we respond with biblical reactions. The security for the times of shaking that we read in Hebrews chapter 12 at the end of the chapter Well, the security for that, the the result, the answer for that, is found in the same chapter, chapter 12, but in verse 2. I'm going to read actually verse 1 and 2. You know that scripture. You know, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let's lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus. Verse 2. That's the, there's the key. Looking unto Jesus. That is the key to overcome and survive the shaking that he's talking about here. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. He who started a good thing in you and in me, he will complete it. Amen. You look to Jesus by looking at his word. You don't walk around and look in the sky. No, no. Jesus and his word are one. Jesus and the word of God are one. And so you look to Jesus by looking at the word of God and trusting his word. Over the last 2,000 years, whenever there have been disruptions in the nations, disruptions in the world, the church has responded differently. Bringing hope, being there, using whatever means at its disposal to make a difference. Why? Because they are following biblical precepts, biblical instructions to love, to serve, using whatever means they could in a responsible way. Now, the world has changed, but our God has not. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, Hebrews 13, 8. So let us declare that and remind ourselves of that truth. Right now, most of the world is in social distancing mode. That is the right thing and the responsible and loving thing to do. We are fighting an invisible enemy. And the best way we know right now to avoid this enemy is by keeping a little bit of a distance between ourselves. But are we alone? What does the word of God say? Hebrews 13, 5 to 6. Jesus said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? You see, you may have to spend some time and some days alone during this season. But you are never lonely. He is with you. Therefore, do not fear. We are blessed that uh, we do have so many ways of staying connected these days. Even talking face to face through social media. And so, while we may be apart, we can have a very close and personal conversation. I encourage you to stay connected with your friends, with your family, with others. We don't know what things will happen to us in the coming days. We cannot make long-term decisions right now. Things are changing from day to day. And we have to live from day to day and manage this situation on a daily basis. As a church, I want you to know that we will do all we can to continue serving you, praying for you, counseling you, and as far as it is safely 
safely possible to visit you if needed. But know that you are not alone. We are not alone. We have the Lord. We have one another. We are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses which are standing together as one. And so we need to stand together, stand in faith, and we need to overcome fear. How? By love. Let's remember that God has put his love in our hearts. His love is there. Now it's a good time to let that love, love surface and touch one another. In loving one another and finding ways of helping and encouraging somebody else, you will be fighting fear. 1 John 4, 18 says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Amen? And so fear, um, it torments you. Fear hurts you. But if you allow love to flow out of you, and you love someone else, you do something for someone else, Perfect love casts out fear. When you are loving, you are behaving like our Father God. Because God is love. As disciples of Jesus, we follow Jesus and He is love because He is God. And so as we are following the Master, as we find ways of loving people, praying for them, caring for them, encouraging them, we are pushing fear back. Alright? So look for those opportunities to love. And guard your heart. That's another way that we can fight fear. is by guarding your heart. Psalm 112, 7 says the following. He will not be afraid of evil tidings. Man, I tell you, if there's one thing in abundance today is evil tidings. Anything you open, they're telling the statistics and they this and they that and they still haven't found a cure. There seems to be evil tidings plus everything else that is happening in the world. What did that psalmist say? It says, you will not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is steadfast, trusting the Lord. Listen, my heart at this time, guys, needs to be steadfast, trusting the Lord. We all need to place our hearts there, guard our hearts. Don't let our hearts be overwhelmed with everything going around us. Because what is going on around us still does not change who God is. The news bulletins don't have the lost word. The Lord does. So guard your heart. And by the way, while you're guarding your heart, guard your ears as well. Maybe guard your eyes too. Be careful what you watch and what you listen to. There is a lot of misinformation, a lot of stories out there, a lot of false cures, false stories, and just stuff out there to make people fearful. Beware of that. And when bad news comes, what must you do? Trust the Lord. Trust the Lord. Declare this verse over your life. Psalm 112, 7. Just say it upon yourself. Say it of yourself. I will not be afraid of bad news. I will not be afraid of bad news. My heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. Amen? So guard your heart. In Psalm 56, 3, we read, Whenever I am afraid, I will trust in you. Whenever I am afraid, I will trust in you. It's a choice that I make. It's a decision that I make. When fear comes up, I turn my trust, my attention to God. There may be times when you are overwhelmed, when you do feel afraid, 
and you find it difficult to shake it off. Do like the psalmist. Repeat this declaration. I will trust in the Lord. It is the Lord who ultimately holds your life. Our destination is with Him in a wonderful place. And so we don't have to be afraid of death. And so when life makes you afraid, declare your trust in Him. He has been good to you in the past. He has a wonderful eternity planned for you. So trust Him now in the present. Amen? So when we face fear, we declare the word of the Lord over our fear. And then we break the power of fear through prayer. Okay, so you face your fear. You declare the word of the Lord over your fear. And then you break the power of fear through prayer. Good, well-known verse, Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Be anxious for nothing. Fear often causes anxiety. So he says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, eh? with praise. Let your requests be made known to God and... The result of doing this and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Fear causes anxiety and anxiety can cause panic, can cause hopelessness, can even paralyze your actions. How do we break it? We turn anxiety energy into prayer energy. The time and energy I would spend being anxious and, and visualizing everything that could go wrong. I would rather spend that time and energy in prayer. Telling Him, telling the Lord exactly how I feel and calling out to Him for help. His promise is that His peace will fill my heart even when it makes no sense to have peace. That's God's word. Listen to the words of Jesus. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Huh? No fear. That is John 14, 27. So the peace of Jesus breaks the power of fear. I receive his peace as I bring my fears and anxieties to him. That is why I do not ignore my fear or pretend that I'm not afraid. That I'm a big hero. No, no, no. I acknowledge my fear. And then I run to him. And I say, Lord Jesus, this is what I'm feeling right now. That was going through my mind. This is what is terrorizing me. Lord, please. And I, and I talk to him. I, I unload that fear in his presence. I thank him because I know he is still a good God. No matter what is happening in this crazy world. His peace breaks the power of fear. Amen. And that is why I do not ignore my fear or pretend I'm not afraid. So when I am afraid, I trust in him. And then I will bring my fear to him. In prayer and supplication, I will talk to the Lord about how I feel and how I think. Don't try and hide it from the Lord. 
Don't try and pretend you're not. God knows your heart. God knows exactly what you're going through. So you might as well come before him and come clean. And verbalize what you're thinking, what you're feeling. All right? So do that. But I also praise him. As I'm unloading, you know, my fear in his presence, I also praise him. And I give him thanks because I know he loves me. And he will not forsake me. Hallelujah. And then I will continue this conversation with him until his peace floods my heart and floods my mind. And listen, I've done this more than once in my life. My natural tendency is to be a warrior. When I was young, I could be sitting in a cold storage room and break out in a sweat purely out of anxiety, fear of what is going to happen. Usually it didn't happen, but you know, there's this, that kind of fear all the time. And I had to learn this verse. I had to practice this verse until that thing broke. And today when that fear tends to come there, I do this. And in these days, I think I'm going to be doing it a lot. But it works because it's the word of God and God can be trusted. And I'll repeat this process as many times as I have to until the power of fear is broken in my life and faith has triumphed over fear. And listen, faith triumphs every time. I've experienced some amazing, amazing things doing this, amazing victories, and I've experienced the power of God in my life. So church, I pray that the simple message has encouraged you and that you will give And that it gives you a basis to put faith over fear in your life. And to not allow fear to grip your heart. Please do not hesitate to contact us or a close Christian friend. If you need someone to talk to. If you need someone to pray with. Please do not isolate yourself from others if you feel afraid. There are so many ways of contacting us. Use one of those means to get in touch with us or with someone that you know well. And if you have been listening about the love of Jesus, but you have not surrendered your life to him yet, if some of these things seem strange to you, and today you'd like to commit your life to Jesus, then do it now. Don't, don't keep on putting it off. It's a simple prayer. And this could be a turning point in your life. And the beginning of a wonderful journey with Jesus. If you want to commit your life to Jesus, I'm going to pray with you right now. And after that prayer of commitment, then I want to make a general prayer and pray for everyone that is watching us, listening to us. And pray that the word of God, the power of the word of God will sustain you in this season. And that faith will definitely overpower any kind of fear in your life. Next Sunday, we'll talk a little bit more about this topic. Amen? But let us pray now. And for those of you that um, want to commit your life to Jesus, just say this after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I've heard your word. I need you in my life. I need a Savior. Lord Jesus, I commit my life to you. Forgive me of my sins. I turn my back on my old life and I commit my life to you. Help me to grow in faith. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. And if you've made that prayer, maybe, you know, send us an email, communicate with us. I'd like to send you something to help you to grow in your faith. And for everyone, remember to, to send in your prayer request that we may continue to pray for you. Tell us what your experience was. 
of having this online service. Let us close in prayer. Father God, thank you for this time together, Lord. Thank you for the ability we have to stay together even though we are apart. Thank you for blessing every home, every individual watching this program, listening to this program right now to this service, my God. Touch each and every life. I pray against the power of fear. I break the spirit of fear over everyone who feels overwhelmed by fear at this time. Give us all, Father God, the strength to apply your word, to overcome fear by faith, not by hiding from it, but by facing it. Bring it to you, Lord God, declaring your word of our lives, praying over it, and experiencing the power of your Holy Spirit, releasing us from the grips of fear. Thank you for this, Lord, in Jesus' name. And so now, may the love of God the Father, the grace and the peace of Jesus Christ, And the fellowship of the Holy Spirit remain upon you, releasing you from any form of fear as you put your faith and your trust in the Word of God. See you next Sunday, 9.30. God bless you. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. We trust that you are blessed by this service. We want to keep you updated on everything we're doing. So please go ahead, like and follow us on all our social media platforms. And we trust that you'll be blessed, that you'll stay safe and have a great week.